Well, now to some sounds of a day that truly did change history. President Kennedy shot today just as his motorcade left downtown Dallas. Mrs. Kennedy jumped up and grabbed Mr. Kennedy. She called, oh no, the motorcade sped on. If you were in Dallas, say a few minutes earlier, at 12.30, and tuned to reporter Ron Jenkins on radio station KBOX, you would have heard this. It appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. Something, I repeat, has happened in the motorcade route. There's numerous people running up the hill alongside Elm Street, there by the Stimmons Freeway. Several police officers are rushing up the hill at this time. Stand by just a moment, please. Something has happened in the motorcade route. Stand by, please. Something most definitely did happen. Almost 59 years to the day it is since US President John F. Kennedy was shot dead as he rode in a motorcade through Dealey Plaza in downtown Dallas on November the 22nd, 1963. JFK was a towering figure and undoubtedly his life and death changed the course of American history. So it's no wonder there is still a sense there may be more to learn about the circumstances of his assassination. While many secret documents relating to his death were released in 1992, there's still more than 14,000 classified documents somehow related to the president's murder, locked away by the CIA and the FBI. Some are due to be released next month. To talk us through recent developments is Philip Sheenan, the author of an award-winning book, A Cruel and Shocking Act, The Secret History of the Kennedy Assassination. He's recently penned an article for Politico on new developments in the release of key documents. Welcome to Saturday Extra. Thanks for having me. Uh, You'd think that just on 60 years would be long enough uh, to release things, but clearly, apparently not for some people. Do we know why, really? Well, we've gotten some internal documents from the National Archives. The National Archives has custody of all these classified documents. And the internal correspondence shows that the National Archives has been fighting for years to get the CIA and the FBI to release these documents. And the documents show that the CIA and the FBI have claimed that there are individual informants and other sources from the 1960s who might be endangered if their names were revealed. Their names are presumably in these documents. Uh, and you, you believe that? Somebody who's really absorbed themselves in this, you think that that is, I mean, that's a slightly more understandable explanation is what I'm getting at than the idea that there are whole big conspiracy theories to be covered up. Well, of course, the conspiracy theorists will will argue to you that those names are being hidden because those people are somehow tied to the assassination or that they were involved in covering up evidence after the assassination. And we do know that a good number of these names come from Mexico. Uh, There's a sort of secret chapter of the Kennedy assassination story that most Americans, I think probably most Australians don't know, which is just several weeks before the assassination Lee Harvey Oswald, the assassin, went to Mexico City, where he met, we now know, with Cuban spies and Russian spies and other people who may have wanted to see Kennedy dead. And we know that a lot of the names that are hidden away in these classified files are folks from Mexico City, people who may have known about the threat that Lee Harvey Oswald posed or may actually have helped him in in, in a conspiracy to kill the president. Well, I think you said in your Politico um, article, too, that he was boasting, was he not, to some people that he was going to take uh, the president's life? 
I, I think the in, in my years of research for my book, the single most sort of breathtaking, eye-popping document I found in my research is a memo that was sent to the Warren Commission, the, the White House Commission that investigated the assassination from the FBI with the FBI telling the Warren Commission that while in Mexico, Lee Harvey Oswald had openly boasted about killing his intention to kill the president. Uh, now, I will tell you that this document apparently never reached the Warren Commission for reasons I don't understand, and the staff members, the, the still surviving staff members of the Warren Commission, don't understand. And you would think you would think that if a young man, a former Marine with rifle training, a self-declared Marxist had declared in Mexico City that he wanted to kill the president and the CIA and the FBI had known about it in real time, those agencies could have presented information to Washington that might have saved Kennedy's life. Now, I must say, I followed it and I didn't hear about that, um, of the story of Lee Harvey, Harvey Oswald. I mean, when did you first learn about, about this Mexican incident? Well, you know, I've, I've lived in the United States all my life. Um, I was born at about the time of the assassination, and I never knew the story about Lee Harvey Oswald's trip to Mexico City until I began research on the book. Oh, you know, what we know is that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald in September of 1963, so just several weeks before the assassination, went to Mexico where he was apparently trying to get paperwork that would allow him to defect to Cuba, much as he'd once attempted to defect to the Soviet Union. He was a self-declared Marxist and had always wanted to live, he claimed, in a communist land. Um, and what we now know from the documents that have been declassified since the 1990s, is that the CIA and the FBI were trailing Oswald. There was close surveillance of Oswald while he was in Mexico City. And it's certainly my conviction that the CIA in particular wanted to cover up all of this evidence about what happened in Mexico City, because it would show, if there was a real investigation, it would show that the CIA had botched information, botched intelligence that could have saved Kennedy's life. Interesting. I mean, they are saying, are they not, um, that there are some people still alive whose identities have to be protected and that they could still be at risk and that there are some uh, safe houses, basically, that have operated for 70 years that can't be revealed, which, of course, makes sense doesn't it? It does, except I, I will tell you that my understanding is that the National Archives has told the CIA that it's silly to keep withholding these locations because they've been identified in lots of other journalistic efforts and books. A lot of it's already out in the public record. For them to continue to try to hide it simply breeds more conspiracy theories. Um, okay. Is it not also the case that the bulk of you tell me this in your Politico article, the bulk of the um, concealed items are to do with organised crime figures, which of course would lend weight to the idea that it was the mafia behind the death of Kennedy when you really boiled it all down to tin tacks. No, I, I found that fascinating, which is that from this internal correspondence from the National Archives, we know that at least until recently, the FBI had held back something like 7,500 documents and we now know that, that the vast majority of them, more than 6,000, are somehow related to organized crime. Now, I think the FBI would argue that, well, no, this has nothing to do with the Kennedy assassination. These are just informants in mafia cases that might really face threat if their names were exposed. But, of course, the fact that there are so many conspiracy theories based on the idea that the mafia killed Kennedy – that this has inspired even more, uh, more and wilder conspiracy theories about what is still being hidden. Yes, the Drug Enforcement Administration has fought particularly hard to predict the identity of informants. 
Well, the the the, the DEA, uh, the you know the nation's drug agency, says that if they, you know, that that uh, narcotics gangs, narcotics traffickers, have especially uh, outrageous um, reputation for um, violence against people who are informing against it, and the DEA said that it was very concerned about six particular human beings, its informants, who had somehow fingered uh, narcotics traffickers and could face very serious threats of violence if their names are exposed. See, the, the irony is that we're feeding the very thing that was supposed to be slayed, which was conspiracy theories about the Kennedy assassination, particularly strong after the Oliver Stone movie came out, what, 25 years ago or something. So, I mean, then what's your view about whether they're helping or hindering that? No, absolutely. It, 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 it's, it's terrific irony. I mean, the 1992 law that forced the declassification of all these documents came a year after Oliver Stone's movie. The idea was to try to 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 to, to deal with these outrageous conspiracy theories that were flying within the American public at that time. The irony is, of course, that 60 years later, or 60 years after the assassination, uh, you know, almost 30 years after that law was passed, there are still secrets that uh, the government is trying to keep, which, as I say, just breeds more conspiracy theories. Look, um, last year, President Joe Biden ordered another review of the documents to allow more to be made public this December. Ironically, it was President Trump who con- who conceded to the CIA's uh, requests, I think, when he was president to-, to stop more coming out. What do you expect will be released next month? Well, apparently there's reason to believe that a lot of material, a lot of the remaining secret material will be made public in December. Uh, I don't know what that will be. And as I understand it, the National Archives and the CIA are still continuing active negotiations about what will happen in December. But I, I think there's reason to be optimistic that we'll get at least a bulk of, of these documents uh, in you know next month sometime. Well, we'll see. Uh, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Great, my pleasure. Philip Sheenan, S-H-E-N-O-N, and his book is A Cruel and Shocking Act, The Secret History of the Kennedy Assassination, and it's published by Henry Holt & Co. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.